0: What up, what up? You know, it's funny, I was listening to, uh, my name is William Lawson, and welcome to the Heart of the Matter. Uh, It is so good to be back. I have been away the past few days, because it's been tax time, oh my goodness gracious. Remember, taxation is theft. Uh, I am a bigger believer in that than ever. Uh, But before I get started with the program, now that I brought that whole thing up, I'll tell you, I had to call the IRS myself. Um, We had a situation that started last Wednesday. And I spent a lot of time on hold, but I called and I probably talked to seven different IRS agents. Maybe maybe not seven, maybe like five, seven. It was more like seven. And I'm gonna tell you, I only had one in that in, in those seven people that was unpleasant. Only one. As a matter of fact, um, the last two that I talked to uh, were the most helpful, and the most human, and the nicest under the uh, under the conditions, because our situation. Was my fault, and as soon as I own that, I own you know you own you own up to it's your fault. You screwed it up. You got to do this better. And I wanted the, the people on the phone to know that I'm not blaming them for my stress now, um, and I know that their stress. is a very busy time of year. Obviously, it was the 15th. It was the um, the 15th is the Uh, National Money Grab Day, National Government Money Grab Day. Uh, And yes, and this is the day where we all say the founders, everybody cares about the founders (laughs) on on tax day, right? The founders never, This is not what they intended at all. Which is very true, it's not what they intended at all that your income be taxed. Now a lot of you have fallen into that because what the uh, government does, they bribe you with your own money and you get your Your refund, like somehow they were supposed to have money in the first place, but I won't get into that. That's another cast for another show. Uh, But anyway, so I've been away, and I got to tell you though, everybody, especially the last lady that I talked to, was that actually solved our problem, so to speak, uh, and and, and is allowing us to move forward. Um, Was super nice, super nice. I, I tell you, we had a conversation. That and this is how it ended. I said, You know what? I told her, Go home. she said she was tired. Go home, get some rest. Don't work overtime. And and if I win the Powerball, I'll buy that that that, that new home that you and your husband are going to build in a couple of years. Yeah, I'll buy it for you. And she said, Yeah, and she laughed. I said, You don't know. <laughs> Talk to my listeners. I tell you, that Negro might do anything. <laughs> I might find her and yeah knock that out. you know you win the powerball for a half a billion dollars yeah you, you, you yeah you go ahead and you buy somebody's hundred thousand dollar house, two hundred thousand dollar house yeah you do Pfft, what all right, but anyway, so that was I'm gonna tell you that most of the people that I talked to at the i r s after you know what i just you just had to be good with being on hold for an hour and a half. any of y'all good with being on hold for an hour and a half Well, you got to be, especially if you're going to call right around the 15th of April. And I was, and I just sort of, you know, swallowed hard every time that somebody, then the next person told you something that the other people didn't tell you. So you weren't prepared for just sort of because you you don't have an alternative. You can't, you know, you can't get mad. It's like, it's not like getting mad at T-Mobile and then saying, F y'all, I'm just going to go to AT&T. After y'all, I'll just go to I'll just go to Sprint. F, y'all, I'll just go to 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 Boost Mobile. You know, it it ain't like that. You know, there's only one show in town, folks, and you just got to deal with it. So if some of y'all are still dealing with it, just deal with it. Call, wait patiently, be nice. You will get the best result. That's so. That's where I've been the past few days. So I'm sorry I haven't been here talking to y'all. On Saturday, however, I was at a um, a group. Uh, run by a, a good friend uh, named Ebony Vaz, Ebony, Eb- E-B-O-N, excuse me, E-B-O-N-Y, Vaz, V-A-Z, um, <clears throat> runs a group called a, Fe- a Few Creatives. Now, this is for the creative people who are involved in technology, and, and all of them are people of color, for lack of better phrases, um, blacks and Hispanics, primarily. I don't think that there are any Asian people because I don't, I don't even know if that would fit into the, 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 the purview of the group. But what she wants to do is she wants to build community and the black community revolved around technology because this is an area that black folks kind of get left out in. We kind of get left out, um, especially in, on, on the creative side. Now, we are one, some of the biggest consumers of technology. And, and primarily because of cell phones, we are a huge consumer of the social media technology, but not really, um, not really uh, as we don't represent. Our, we're not as represented in the creative side of of the social media, especially technology, as we could be. I think that that's probably the fairest way to say it. And what I and what we're not asking for what I'm not asking for I'm not asking for I'm not asking for set asides I'm not asking for a bigger piece of the pie just because what we're trying to do is build this organically and find those of us who are interested in such things and that includes podcasting that includes uh, YouTube that includes all the things that go into it graphic design um, web design you know App coding, all that stuff that goes into it, is finding those people who are in those affected communities, gathering them, gathering them together, and saying, you know what, there is, there certainly is a community. You're not out there um, nerding out all by yourself. There are a bunch of us who believe that this is the way forward for us, and we need to be involved and sort of to encourage. And to make sure that we have connections. You know, if we have projects that we can help on, that, you know what, consult, all that kind of thing. That's what A Few Creatives is, is about. So I got to present on Saturday to that group. Super, super fantastic. Uh, there were a couple of other presenters um, that went before me. Of course, I was last. Why? Because they wanted me to talk the least amount of time. <laughs> wrong um so anyway thank you ebony and um and a group of creatives um but i sort of got a feeling as i was sitting there and you know what you're and i don't know if you any of you guys have ever done this you, you know what you get asked to do you know to talk to a group of people and then other people talk and they're and, and you're like damn they all seem to be ahead of me why are they asking me to talk they all seem to be doing more stuff than i'm doing what right you ever, you, 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 you ever get that feeling? Well, happened to me. Happened to me Saturday. Um, the, the the first presenter, a lady that I didn't know, as she, we had her on um, on Facetime, was involved in. She got a uh, part of a Google grant to do podcasting. A Google grant to do podcasting. What? I didn't even. Hell, I didn't even know that even existed. That Google was giving money to people to put them in a sort of podcasting thing, Google. Well, she got the money. She filled out the application and she was doing the work and she's a grad, and she works full-time and she's a grad student and just kicking ass and taking names, no doubt, which is cool. I, and, I, and I got nothing but love and adoration for all of that. Um, the second presenter actually worked for a major media firm um, in the area. And um, was responsible for putting together the, the local news, news stories that you see, like on Facebook and you see on Instagram and that kind of stuff. Because what they're finding out is millennials aren't sitting down and watching the local news look like their parents. As a matter of fact, in my house, we hardly ever watch the local news. The, o- the only local news stories that we see are on YouTube. and it's because i do what i do and i have a son who is um i don't know is he a, i don't know if my son's a gen xer or um millennial he's born in 1990 so i guess he's not a millennial he's a G, he's at the at the tail end of of gen x um but so he's a little bit a little bit more boomer than millennial and so we're all about you know we cut quote cut the cable when all out and all that means is that we stopped getting regular TV from them and we still are hooked to them with internet and this and somebody's got to get a program to like we can stop that crap too Um. so here's the deal so this this lady had, and she she had this video on YouTube, and she was about storytelling, and she was all elegant and all that stuff. Ugh, so now, great, now it's Willie's turn. Holy Jesus! And what I had gotten from all of this is, here's the problem that I'm seeing. The problem is that we are now because one of the one of the guys in the in the, in the group what had a business to help people. Through like SEO, search engine optimization, so people can find your stuff. It and it seems like a good thing. Best practices, and all best practices means is if you do it this way, it'll it'll work more often, right? So it seems harmless enough. But what I started to get more and more was that the entire, because everybody in the room was either. About to do a podcast, thinking about doing a podcast, had just started a podcast. I talked to somebody who was working on a podcast with a local police department who had done two episodes. Two. Two. (laughs) Two. God bless them. Two. I sort of look at that as when you're giving birth, you're just getting to eight centimeters dilated it's not even born yet <laughs> you're still you're still trying to figure out when to push should i push uh no you're only eight centers eight centimeters you're not you're not fully dilated that's how early they are in the process in my mind <clears throat> and they're using ball talk radio too which is cool because that's what i suggest for you know the the training wheels here on Wall Talk Radio are the best training wheels. I got to tell you, they just are. Um, and they've got a great mic. They have the same mic that I'm using right now, which is fabulous. And 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 the lady who who is the producer has it all together. She understands what's happening, and I'm just so I'm a I'm later for them. But the idea is we have people there and people who've done podcasts for a few years, and then we've got the people who do, who did podcasts. And then, new and then figured out, or, or did YouTube and figured out. Holy crap, this is a lot of work. And maybe I was okay for doing this, but now this, I, you know what? It's not making me any money. I gotta do something else, right? So they're they inconsistent. We had the entire spectrum, and then we and again, and we had a guy there whose business was to help people um, using SEO. And the first thing I said. And I knew this. The first thing I said was, screw SEO. <laughs> he looked at me. I can't even tell you. And I, I and I can't, and I could tell you because Baltimore Radio is okay with me telling you what I thought he was thinking in his brain. But my pastor's wife listens to my podcast occasionally, so I'm not going to say the words that I thought that he was thinking. But they weren't nice <laughs> because I started getting the fe- I, I started get the feeling through the discussion of SEO and best practices and this and that and the other that what we're doing and we're doing with the best of intentions because we usually are is that we were building up the gatekeepers again. What do I mean by that? Well, the advent of the technology that we have now, especially when we started doing Blog Talk Radio back—I started doing it eleven years ago. Some people started doing it before that. Is that I could sit in my dining room, or my office, or even in, in my car. You know, anchor—you can do your podcast from your phone, but you could do your podcast from your phone on Blog Talk Radio eleven, twelve years ago. It's you know. It wasn't as easy, but it, it worked pretty much the same. And a lot of people did it. Talk you, same thing. You can do it from your phone. Your phone before smartphones. Let me help you. Your phone before smartphones. So as cool as Anchor is, Ball Talk Radio has been doing this for a long time. Okay. Um, so when that started happening, guess what? I figured out right then, you could get out a message, frankly, maybe you would not be able to go to the local radio station and say, I'd like the three to six drive time time slot because I've got this really cool idea about this or that. They look at you and they laugh at you and go, what the, get out, security, security. Right. That's what would happen. Why? Because they were the gatekeepers. They were the people who decided there were people in the ivory tower who decided they were at Clear Channel. They were at um, now iHeart. They were at Genesis. Uh, they, they were at some large entity, CBS, NBC radio, whatever, that decided who got on the air and who didn't get on the air, who got their message out, who got their story told, who didn't get their story told. Even in your local newspaper, you know what there's a you could write your letter to, letters to the editor all the time or your or your or your you know what your opinion pieces, but it's still the the editor or somebody who works for a large newspaper or a large uh newspaper entity, Gannett or whomever who decides if your message reaches one more eyeball than yourself right which is why they all hated blogging. Why? Because you could sit down and write down your ideas and get your ideas out to whomever you could without the gatekeeper. Even if your idea was super unpopular, super unpopular. If you were calling for the sterilization of women on on welfare... Now i'm not calling for that that is heinous really um that you would do that I don't think that you should be sterilizing poor people <laughs> i I just don't uh but if you think that that should happen, then you could write a blog, then you can do what you can you could go on to blog talk radio you could you could you could espouse that if you wanted to you could you know what during the day during the wild and woolly days. You could go on to YouTube who was looking for, yeah, I don't know, whatever content they could and do the video on it. You could get that message out. Any message you wanted out. Free speech is for the speech you don't like. You understand what I'm saying? So there were no gatekeepers. We had Technology had pretty much killed the gatekeepers. Business of all of this is bringing them back. They're just different gatekeepers. And, and, we're, and we're growing those gatekeepers. And these the idea of the gatekeeper is growing in the psyche of the content producers. Because there is a battle for getting your content out. It really is. And I get that. Believe me. I've been at this for a long time. And I've seen great periods of growth. And, golly, I'm reaching so many people. And then desert. Dry bones. I'm sitting here and I am literally just talking to my damn self, literally. So I, so believe me, I understand. Periods of great growth, and I'm talking to everybody. I think I'm talking to everybody in the world. I got hell. I got listeners in Russia and Japan and and Belarus and and Argentina. Chile. You know what I'm saying? And then other times where I'm just talking to myself, ain't nobody heard ain't nobody heard nothing. I thought I was spitting truth and in reality I had something incredible to say and ain't nobody heard it, which is what I told the assembled group. I said, you know what? Our reality is that sometimes that we talk and we're not talking to anybody. Ain't nobody heard nothing. We put the link up on Facebook and our mama don't click on the Facebook, on, on on the link. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody heard nothing. So we, but even with that, we have to resist the urge of tailoring our what we, what we, what we as we tell our story and what we do to meet standards that are predetermined and always shifting. The rules of search engine optimization, most of them that we try to game are always shifting, always changing. So we hear about it all the time. Facebook changed their algorithm. Screwed us. No, they didn't. They didn't screw you. They could change the algorithm if they want to. Uh, Google changed their algorithm. They screwed us. Uh, oh. YouTube changed their algorithm. They're trying to screw us. He heard it here on Multiple Radio. Multicap changed, changed their algorithm. They're trying to screw us. They just want to pay us. Right. right Here's what never changes. All the things I mentioned, plus, will always because it is to their best interest, always they will always respect new and more and relevant content, always. So only worry about that, which is a, I just, I just chopped down the gate and set it on fire. I don't know if you heard that and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. All of these things that I mentioned, Google, um, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all of them will always, because it is to their be, in their best interest, to respect new, relevant content. I just chopped down... Did you hear, Fall? I just chopped down the gate and set it on fire. If you are producing new, relevant content on a consistent basis, you are going... To reach people. There will be periods of great growth and there will be dry bones periods. They, there will be dry bone, dry bones, period. It is, it, is, it is secular, and that's okay. But you've got to keep doing it. Do stuff. Always. Never stop. Never quit. Tell your story and in the way that you want to tell your story do not try to game or trick the system because that'll make you tell your story differently that'll make you get caught up in all the stuff that doesn't matter that'll make you get caught up in keywords remember all remember the whole cold keyword thing and then Google said, nah, we don't really care about keywords. You remember the, the to try to get as many people to watch your video on YouTube as possible, try to get as many views as you could, right? So you'd put your video everywhere so you'd get views. And then you'd get a whole bunch of three-second views, and your numbers would just soar. And then YouTube said, wait, we didn't get any of our ads watched. Uh, let's change that to to minutes watched. Okay. And that went well, and they said, "Wow, well, a lot of people figured that out. How about if we do this? How about if we start paying people who don't have at least a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours watched?" Google decided to go to the to, to, to the ten to, to the one tenth of, 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 of the one percent. Right? They tried to. They decided that that's the only people they they would pay. They would only reward the most successful. Sounds like like. Some capitalist stuff going on here, right? They would only reward with revenue the most successful on YouTube. People who had a thousand subscribers. A thousand and four thousand hours of video watched. Four thousand hours. At the time most people had hundred and fifty subscribers, two hundred subscribers, right? Most of us had had that. And and like one, like my main channel has 260 subscribers, and I thought, well, we're I'm, I'm, we're rocking it, yeah. And this video, I did, I did. a Let me give you an example. I did a video on the Miami, um, Miami, <laughs> the McDonald's uh, kiosk, and according to YouTube, I'd earned like 50 bucks. I was. Freaking elated. And I thought at some point it's going to be 100 and I'm going to get a check from YouTube. Rock and roll. And then they, and then what, (coughs) and then, excuse me, and in the interim, um, YouTube got bought by Google and Google crap canned my AdSense account. And then YouTube changed its rules and that. Money that I thought I was going to get poof gone, never received a dime. The video is still getting views. The video is three years old. it is still getting views. It's crazy. it still is although there there are there are kiosks in in um in every McDonald's in the country, and I'll tell you what happened somebody. Picked it up, some website picked it up and put it on their website. Did they call me? Did they Did they send me an email and say, "Hey, uh, Will, great video, Urban Game Changers, nice job. We'd like to put it on on our site. Is that cool?" Didn't call me. I just happened to find it by accident. I happened to be scrolling through uh, a website and I saw it. I and I saw that the, the the thumbnail and I was like, "That looks familiar." Holy jeez, that's my hand, that's me! So I clicked on the thing, and sure as hell is my video. so somebody picked it up, put it on their website, and it just flipping took off, and it's still getting views, but everybody that shifting sands of SEO and algorithms all changed underneath me before I could do anything about it, and I was out. And I was out. Now, did that website, because of the hits they got to their website, did they make money with their advertisers? Probably. Did they use my video to do it? To a degree, probably. Did I ever get anything out of it? Not a nickel. Not a dime. As a matter of fact, I got cut out of the process. And I may have gotten cut out of the process because of some of the activity that happened on that website that I didn't have any idea. I would have have any, anything to do with. Yes, I have I've appealed a number of times to get my AdSense account back. And every time over the past three years, um, Google has said no. And they say no within a few hours. I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. Every now, every now and again, when I think about it, I'll, I'll appeal. I don't know. Maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe they'll hear this podcast and I'll get lucky. But, 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 any, but, any, but in any case, um, that which is which that story is the danger of the gatekeepers. We have got to make sure that we don't allow the SEO and we don't allow the best practices dictate how we tell our stories and why we tell our stories. We shouldn't be telling stories for likes. Please don't think that that's the reason to tell stories because of likes. Our stories have to get out. And if you are someone like me and this is not a political channel that I'm doing this on Ball Talk Radio this morning. Um, this is pop culture. But if you're someone like me, <clears throat> who is a black conservative, and if you look up my name, you'll find out that I'm a black conservative. Although this this podcast has nothing to do with, um, or this show today has nothing to do with politics. You'll find that I have a, I have a different thought pattern. I have a different story to tell. And I have to be able to tell that story in as in as authentic a way as I possibly can. So I can't be concerned with keywords. I can't be concerned with best practices. I, I, I can't be concerned with all that stuff because my story doesn't get told. If I'm if, if I'm worried about some of the things, you know, if I'm looking for what's trending when When I started in two thousand eight, you know it wasn't trending? Black conservatives <laughs> i was I was like, yeah, nobody gives a crap about this you know nobody nobody was thinking about black urban conservative for sure that was not trending. Urban conservatives were not trending. Black conservatives were not trending there was no candace owens uh there was uh, there, there were none of these people. There was no, um, what do they call it? Silk and diamond and silk. There was none of that, that t- tomfoolery. There was none of that going on. There were some serious folks. You know, there was the C.L. Bryants and the K. Carl Smiths and the Alfonso Rachels at the time. But black urban conservative was that as. as as keywords were not were simply not trending. So I would have had to in order to be honest and forthright, I would have had to tailor what we were saying to get attention. And I didn't want to do that, and I didn't. Never did. And what I I don't want you to do is to tailor your tailor your storytelling to SEO and best practices because that's building the gate up. Do it the way you freaking do it. You know, one of the best, I mean, one of the best examples of that is Gary Vaynerchuk. A lot of you follow Gary Vaynerchuk on Instagram. Um, Sometimes I'm telling you, sometimes Gary says stuff and it is perfect but as you know, Gary is in in love with all of the words in the English language, including the including the F word, right? Um, so there's a lot of times that I, frankly, won't share what Gary has to say because of the profanity. I won't do it, and and, and y'all can agree with that or not agree with that, but I don't care. Um, I won't share what what Truck says uh I won't share it on on YouTube and I won't share it on Facebook uh on my Facebook page or or even I won't share it uh on Instagram because of the language contained in I won't do it I told you at the beginning of this show that sometimes I you know I won't say I'm not going to say stuff to you I'm going to I I have my you know my bumpers on all the time because my pastor's wife listens to my program sometimes and I don't want to ever have to explain something. So if I could just stay in the same place all the time, you never have to explain it. If you could just keep those words out of your mouth because I'm an adult and I can do that. You never have to explain anything. So here's the deal. So sometimes I won't most times I won't share um, stuff from Gary Vee because of the profanity but what I like about Gary Vee is that he knows that and what he doesn't do is become inauthentic to get likes because if Gary Vee had one of those you know one of the podcast or one of the Instagram posts uh, where he stopped using the F word and said something that was that was important the likes and the shares would go astro freaking It would just be amazing. But he chooses to be authentic. He he chooses to be Gary. Gary V. And I've got to respect that he tells his story in the way that he wants to tell his story. Even though he, he knows it's not... It's, He knows already it's not going to be for everybody. And this is what I do on my other channel, when I do my political show, when I do um, my other stuff. I, I am not everybody's cup of tea. I know. And I know that. Heck, I don't make Republicans happy all the time. I very rarely make Democrats happy all the time. I definitely don't make progressives happy any of the time. I don't make race baiters ever happy. But you know what? Some people get an idea they hadn't thought of before every now and again. And then I can only say that I can tell my story in the way that I tell my story. And I want you, and this is why I'm doing this today, I want you to do the very same thing. And this is what I told a group of creatives. I want, because most of them. Only a few of them kind of had an idea and, and because of the association, uh, the lady at the police station you know kind of had an idea, but no nobody else really had an idea. I want them to tell their stories the very same way. It didn't have anything to do with politics, that anything to do with trump Nothing to not do with any of that stuff. I just want everybody to be able to tell their story their way and not Rebuild the gate A lot of us have spent a lot of time Chopping that gate down Burning it To see the SEO people who have built businesses Out of it And best practices people, people Because there's so many new people Go get in and go What works You know what works Work Work works And this is how I know this is a problem. Uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago or so, I had a, a client that I was going to help get their podcast started. They have a business model that's actually very, very cool. I like. Um, they've got experience in that space, and I and I thought it was cool. And I thought it would make a great podcast. And they should podcast. So, they wanted to have a meeting. So, we went to a local coffee shop and had a meeting we met and it was cool and we met through a mutual friend and they asked me well they asked me about all the particulars you know, what kind of equipment blah blah, blah and all you know what all that stuff and what did i use and all that stuff you know all the all that nuts and bolts of it and then it came to so one of them asked me how often should they do this podcast and i told them every day and then just all the energy drained out of their face. And I think part of it was, they thought that I could get, I was trying to get more money out of them or something. And I wasn't, I was, so I, this is, this is how it, this is how this space works every day. day. I'm, And I said, you don't have to do a full blown um, Joe Rogan, 15 hour podcast every day. Ain't nobody saying that, but you gotta put some, you gotta put some, stuff in the bag every day you gotta gotta record something every day especially in the beginning however one of them who had the, had the most experience with, with some of this stuff had bought the gatekeepers stories of if you do seo right and if you do syndication right then you don't have to work as hard. This thing sort of make does it on its own because, and I'm saying, and I told him flat out, that has not been my experience. My experience has been that the best thing to do under the shifting sands of SEO and best practices is just be authentic and keep flipping, doing it. Do it again. Do it some more. Do it one more time. Do it 16 more times. Do it again. Go. You're going to do one now. Do one now. Do one again. Make it 15 minutes. Make it 30 minutes. Do one again. Do a special on Sunday for two hours. Do a 15-minute cast tomorrow. Y'all you, 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 you get what I'm saying, right? Well, they thought they'd go for one hour a week. And then they were upset because it wasn't getting traction. And syndication now was easier than ever, and they weren't getting traction. I mean, blame me because I didn't know what I was doing. Well, the fact of the matter is, that they didn't have time to do it every day, and decided not to to take the time to do something every day, they didn't follow up my advice, and now we're not. And now they're not doing it at all. Yeah, I was charging them every time I went to help them. I got paid $80 once, once for a month. I got paid for a month, 80 bucks. So obviously I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing for the big bucks. I I didn't buy a boat. Um, That company didn't buy me a boat or or a summer home, right? They didn't pay any of my back taxes. Tell your story. Tell the way that you want to tell it screw SEO screw best practices if you don't have the best microphone, then use the one you have. If you got that radio shack special and that's the one you had because your dad had it, and the damn thing still works because you have a little radio shack little realistic mixer that you can hook to your um, to your desktop through the sound blaster. And I, I am I, I am I am dusting them off here, boy. Your sound blaster sound card because that's what you have. Do stuff. Go ahead. No, it's not going to be the best audio quality ever. No, it isn't. It Isn't going to look the slickest. It's not going to be as cool as a um, one of those. Blue snowball microphones that people use, but use what you got. That's what I'm telling you that's what I did. I just used what I had. We have nine hundred and nine hundred ten thousand listens here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm hoping by the end of the year that we have have a million listens on Blog Talk radio. but I'm telling you when we started, I just used what I had. I think some of the early casts where I used the webcam, mic. remember the stock webcams that had a little ball on the top? Both of mine, I borrowed it from a friend of mine. That's the microphone I used because that's what I had. I didn't have anything else. And then, and then we figured out how to get a better sound card and we figured out how to, to be able to attach better microphones to it. And for a while it, I looked really cool. I had this like, this twelve channel I bought this twelve channel mixer. I didn't need a twelve channel mixer. I still have it. I still don't need it. Um, but I had this 12 channel mixer hooked up to my to my desktop computer with this really complicated sound card. I did all that stuff. It looked really, I really looked really cool. It was hard as hell to take anywhere, but when I did guy, it looked really cool. but it was just the stuff I had and now I've got a blue yeti hooked directly to my computer which I, is what I use most of the time. Use what you got. Tell your story. And tell it your way. Do not worry about SEO best practices. Do not rebuild the gatekeepers. Not let some, some, somebody or something that says that you're not doing it right stop you from telling your story. Tell your damn story. Do the work. Tell it all the time. Tell it in the way you want it told. This is your time. This is our time. Okay, we'll be back a little bit. got to get out of here make room for somebody else. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you.